Okay, everybody, welcome back after our long hiatus to another week of Ghost in the Scene. This is Certified Audio Sage. I am your host, Gio, with my co-host, Rob. How are you, Rob? Ladies, gents, non-binary folks. I have gone through a, yet another transformation. And wow. Wow, wow, wow. The spirits that are with me now, I feel supercharged, right? Um, I might go super seon, maybe super seance, perhaps, for, for our, our listeners. Um, yeah, it's, there, there's that much power right now, folks. And I'm t- feeling tapped into it because I got the power of another spirit with me always. And that, that's supercharged. Wow. Super seance. That is, that, is a, that is a word that I had not heard before. And that spiritually charged me right there. That, that, and that also kind of scared me a little bit. That's the power of it. So now we're working in, and, and I want to say this um, also, this is an added bonus on top of what is already a bountiful, I, I, I would say, year. Because we have now made it to our fourth year. Um, happy three-year anniversary for all of the people in the scene. For those of you that have been with us since episode one, um, back in our YouTube days, we want to thank you for sticking with us. And sticking with the truth, I know the truth is not easy to hear all the time. And the fact that you've stuck with us this whole time is just a testament to your, you know, devotion to the truth. So thank you for that. And thank you, Rob, for sticking with me. You know, we've gone to hell, to the ghost dimension, to heaven and back, you know. And if it wasn't for you, my constant steady partner, you know, in all of this, I would be lost at sea and in a sea of ghosts. Thank you, Gio. That's very beautiful. And I would express all the same sentiments to you and to all of our listeners, our supporters, the street team, those of you who subscribe to stay in the scene. We feel you. We hear you. We see you. We are a part of you as well as you listen to this beautiful, beautiful audio sage. Uh, and We can cleanse each other. And to know that even though it is us speaking, you know, we speak for you. We hope that we are speaking. Well, we hope we're speaking for you. We speak, you know, you can speak through us. But you already know this because we're all in the scene. Exactly. And for those of you who this is your first time listening, welcome to the scene. I think we should start doing that um, every time because I think we forget that there are newcomers every single episode. So welcome to the scene, people. And let me tell you something. It is a, a large group of, of assembly of people, both you know, male, female, non-binary, exes, they, thems, the queers, the, you know, everybody. And we're talking about ghosts too, right? Because Especially. We've transcended the, you know, the, the dumb fallacy that there are only bad ghosts, right? We're beyond evil and good. We are in the future where ghosts can benefit you. Some ghosts are bad. Some ghosts have good days and bad days. And so this is not only a podcast where we talk about good ghosts and bad ghosts, but we talk about you know possessions and how they affect the, the popular culture. 
and, uh, you know. and not just that it's it gets down to the personal level you know this is a show that helps you live with ghosts on a daily basis yes they are around you and, and and if you're listening to us i think you already feel them right you came here for a reason you're looking for some guidance you're saying i i i'm up to my ears in ghosts and i don't know what to do with them but you know think of us as the cotton swab of truth that can go into that those precious little eardrums and clean all those that ghost wax out all that ex- ectoplasm mm. you know what it is you, you yeah that needs to be cleared out and um and we're all here doing that together and that's a beautiful thing so we are the podcast equivalent of a q-tip is is what Rob is saying, and I couldn't. Right, I didn't want to invoke the the uh, the powers of the mighty Q-tip Corp. Mm-hmm. It was why I went with traditional cotton swab. But yes, this is who we're talking about, and they're involved in this too. You know, I I I think we got to keep Q-tip on on watch. And I Big think we're, Q. we're finally strong enough to take them on. It, it's it's interesting that we've waited this long. You know, three full years to even mention. That brand name. The big Q, yeah. So the big Q, the big question is what is Q-Tip up to, right? We'll find that out this year. So that, that's a little spoiler ahead for people that want to know where we're going. We're going straight to the top of Q-Tip. And we're not, we're not stopping until we get there. So this year is a year of exploration, deep, and I would say internal and external exploration. It's not just you know, um, movies anymore. And I know we get a lot of flack. You know, we've get, we get a lot of flack. We get a lot of emails from our film and, and you know, the movie people. We, you know, sometimes it's you're saying too much. Sometimes you're not saying enough. You know, sometimes they want us to talk about Jim Carrey all the time. And we get people from Jim Carrey's camp always calling us and asking us to talk about Jim Carrey. And I'm sorry, but first of all, we're not going to be bought. And second of all, the scope of our podcast is so much larger than just a single scene. It's not a not ghost in a scene. It's the scene. And the scene is much larger than just Hollywood and just Jim Carrey. Okay, Jim? So stop asking and maybe for once have some patience and we will get to you when the time comes. Because we are working hard and we're trying to work harder every single day to bring this content to you and to the world. And, you know, we do at the end of the day want Jim to hear some episodes on, you know, perhaps the mask, say, because maybe he wasn't fully aware of the spells that he was casting at that time. And that's the service we want to provide. But, you know, I stay in the scene, Jim, is what we're saying. Stay in the scene because we will be having some more bonus content coming to you as we continue to expand and grow our resources and be able to give you that content that not just that you want, but really that you need. Yeah. And, you know, demanding and demanding as much as I say, it's not working in a way it kind of has worked a little bit, right? We, we are kind of caving into our fans and Jim and so we will be doing certain things for, you know, for the community in, in order to assuage their concerns because our concerns sometimes are a little too umbrella for people. They, they have their niche ideas. They want 
their specific concern addressed and they want it done with the precision that we have. I would say, and I don't want to toot our own horn, but we are the most professional ghost hunting team in the paranormal community. It's, That's it, without a doubt, of course. Simple as that. And they want our expertise. So we will offer you our expertise, but there has to be you know, a, a certain time period where we are allowed to make this content, right? Our investigations take a long time. So you have patience, Jim and, and, and others, and we will get to you know, the specific movies and scenes that you would like addressed and just to kind of calm you down. Because yeah, there are, there are things that people have done that they're afraid might have repercussions in their future lives in the past. So we'll look into that. And that, that is a service that we are more than happy to do. And we will be doing that in our forthcoming year. But most importantly, we're serving you, listener. We're serving the public. And we want to make sure that that's number one. And we want to make sure we bring that to you without any interference from any other messages. Um, even people that we support, you know, perhaps there's some people that want to be on the show that we think their message, message is all right, but we're not selling out. We, what we're doing is giving you the truth. And we know once you have the truth, that, that is a powerful thing. And there's even more for us to give, which we will. But number one, first and foremost, we're, we're doing this for each other. Yes. And for the safety of the multiverse, we have to consider that. We have to consider you know, Ashton Kutcher and the butterfly effect and his whole thesis so, yeah, there are a lot of things that we have to kind of put under our hats when we're doing these investigations. And so this is why we're kicking off this year with something that is not entirely film-related. And yet we're going to show you how it's the impetus, the start, is kind of film-related. But it doesn't end there. And the problem with a lot of people is they start and end in the film. And it, it, it branches out into reality 99.9% .9 of the time. So we're going to show you exactly what we're talking about in this episode. So first of all, let's start with our award-winning segment. Now, this is a segment that we've gotten multiple Razzies for. And I would say uh, it's we're coming on our fourth Razzie. And it's never been beaten, that record. So... This is Depth Step. Okay, we are in Depth Step, guys. This is our ongoing investigation into the life and times, and I would say maybe death and times, of Johnny Depp. Um, if you guys don't know, Johnny Depp is a long-standing vampire, a Hollywood vampire. He's a Hollywood actor, a musician a motorcyclist, a salvage um, smeller. He smells like salvage, the cologne. And he is also possibly Shakespeare, possibly a, a Greek empire um, king, possibly Aristotle. He could be lots of people. All we know is what we have seen and the photographic evidence that we have. And this is something that Rob has um, investigated recently. And it's kind of, you know, Halloween adjacent. So, so let's get into it, Rob. What movie did you watch that had Johnny Depp in it? Now, 
again, like all of my interactions with Johnny Depp, I didn't seek this movie out. This movie found me. You know, this is this is one of those movies that you're you're channel surfing, you're on vacation, and you're seeing what's on the tube. And what is beginning? Not only do, do is it this movie come up, but it is the very beginning of this film. As soon as I turn on the TV, waiting for me, it's Nightmare on Elton Street, uh, Wes Craven, 1984. Um, Wes, obviously, um, big uh, scene advocate. Uh, he's been making movies about the paranormal for years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this was, and this was the first time that anyone has worked with Johnny Depp in a movie because it was his debut film. Wow. And okay, so think about this. We just told you that Johnny Depp was in a Shakespeare play. We just told you that Johnny Depp was possibly in a Plato, you know, work. And he he might have, you know, rubbed shoulders with Alexander the Great. And we're talking about a life multiple lifetimes worth of experiences, and this is his first movie that he decides to to do. He chooses this role. So Nightmare on Elm Street, if I'm not mistaken, is a movie about a ghost that kills children, right, in the night or, or, or when they're asleep or something like that. I'm, I'm not sure. What, what is the context of this movie? What, what does this ghost want? Right. This movie is all about the legend of Fred Krueger, um, this mysterious melted face jackal of a person with swords at the end of his fingertips would haunt these children and murder them. And one day the parents came together. They tried to put him away, but through some clerical clerical error, the courts messed up. He goes free, but the parents find him again and burn him alive. Or so they think. Um, He comes back to the children in their dreams, slashing away. I'm sorry. You know, they can't sleep at all. It's, Gio, are you? Can you can I'm you sorry. Please? Are you okay? I'm having a revelation, Rob. Um, first of all, this reminds me of something. Now, okay. Okay, guys. Follow me, follow me here, okay, Rob? You're talking about his first role. His first role in a movie is this Fred Krueger with the knives on his hands and the, and the messed up face. Oh, no. Johnny plays Glenn. Right. But but this is his first movie. And he's interacting with Fred, yes. Now, I don't know when this other movie was made, but you were saying this and it was like a parallel to a movie that Johnny Depp stars in. Edward Scissorhands. Holy shit. Yes. Yes. So maybe now the the picture is a little bit more clear why he decided to choose this as his first movie right he uses the the entire archetype of fred krueger and makes it his own except now he you know it's It's a nice it's a it's a fred krueger you can hug right it's a fred krueger that makes out with 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 a chick with winona ryder Mm -hmm. and but also kills a boy he stabs uh, anthony michael hall he kills him and I think the same thing, a mob comes for him too. So the parallels here are too much to, you know, for me to ignore. And, and I'm sorry I had 
a, a, you know, a, a slight little fit right there, but it was just too much for, for me to ignore. So, so please continue because this, this story from Fred Krueger goes on, right? Of course. I mean, this is what Johnny does to people. And this is the kind of threads that we need to always be aware of. Not only did he just choose this movie, right? Like, oh, here. Oh, who are you, Johnny Depp? Here you go. He had to beat out the following list of actors that were all vying for the same role of Glenn. Charlie Sheen, John Cusack, Brad Pitt, what? Kiefer Sutherland, Nicolas Cage, and C. Thomas Howell. Oh my God. All were going for the role of Glenn. And Johnny Depp beats them all out. Uh, no name, first time movie actor. Right? Mm-hmm. But think about it. He chose this role. It wasn't the role choosing him. It wasn't him getting lucky. It was him using thousands of years of power and influence to exact one favor, and it was to be in this movie. Now, Wes Craven, I don't want to say he made a deal with the devil. I don't know what he did because you're right. He's a great documentarian for the paranormal. He's brought awareness to countless people, and he's made a fool of many a ghost. And that's something that is, is a positive. We have to remember that. But he allowed for the favor to go through and Johnny to assume this role of Glenn. And furthermore, to kind of take on the role of Fred Krueger, he could have sued him for the, for the rights on that. He didn't. And so allowing him to the, then further his stardom, because I would say that when Johnny and Tim Burton have their dastardly duo. Once they begin making films together, we see the true pale face of Johnny Depp. When you, when you watch Edward Scissorhands, you're looking at him with no makeup. That's a makeupless Depp that they, they are showing on screen. And this is the first time you're seeing a vampire in all of his unglory. His, you know, you're seeing him in black leather with sharp Claws, living in a house in the dark alone. And you said something that uh, to me earlier before in, in, in the pre-episode about how he dies in the, the Freddy Krueger movie, the Nightmare on Elm Street movie. So how does he die? Well, that's the most strange part. I, just to give a little bit more context on everything. You know, the very str- I was watching this film and I found, found Johnny's character, Glenn, to be very strange. Because at one point, he's supposed to be our main character's, Heather uh, Langenkamp's boyfriend and helping her out. But he keeps failing. He falls asleep. Uh, he lets her fall asleep when she's in mortal danger. And he's always just conveniently, you know, inconveniently. To our, to our protagonist, but maybe conveniently just not there when he's supposed to. Mm. And this always, but in this climaxes in a scene where Heather comes up with this great plan to kill Freddy Krueger. She's going to fall, they're going to fall asleep together and they're going to lure him out into the real world and kill him in the real world. Uh, but, and all they got to do uh, is stay till midnight and meet downstairs right easy easy enough johnny he's watching tv he's got his headphones in at the same time 
he falls asleep on his bed, nonetheless, minutes before he's supposed to meet Heather. He gets sucked straight down. You know, everyone else who's been attacked by Freddy, you kind of see them. He likes to play with them. You see them getting slashed up. They might be running around as if they're, you know, uh, walking around in their sleep. Not Johnny. Johnny disappears underneath the covers and erupts into a fountain of blood. And an insane amount, more so than any mortal human could possibly have in their system. Wow. And it makes us ask, where does all this blood come from? And of course, those of you, uh, you math heads, you're crowding to the calculus, you know exactly to the leader how much I'm talking about Mm -hmm. and the um, numerical significance of that. And exactly what that says. It says Johnny Depp is a vampire, right? We're all on the same page. Of course. Because he's got the human blood in his stomach. All of that blood mixed in in his in his gut, all of that blood that is getting turned into piss comes out when he's when he's dying in his in his death scene and and like you said, you know in the other people they have a chance to run and to to, to you know he plays with his his prey, and what we're seeing here is that Johnny Depp is not prey. Johnny mm-hmm. Depp is a sacrifice. Why would a man? Why would anybody fall in trying not to fall asleep, lay down in a bed? You, I, it's a, it's a pretty simple equation, right. you know. Tired person plus bed equals sleep, right? So a person trying not to sleep is not going to lie down in a bed. So there itself, a bed is an altar, right? If it's rigid enough, he lies down on the bed at the altar of sleep of and this is a, a ghost that gets you in your sleep and he puts on music now we can assume that they took out the real music and you know changed it for the film's sake but what he was listening to in reality could have been latin or lullaby right oh my god yes it could have been rockabye baby johnny depp's favorite song and you know, we'll, we'll tag, uh, he does a great cover with the Hollywood Vampires. As much as we hate that band, they do a really good cover of Rockabye Baby. And so we'll, we'll post that for you guys. But Johnny Depp knew very well what he was doing. He stepped over the throats and careers of some of the greatest actors of our time. And people who have had their own paranormal experiences. And then he goes and copies almost, you know, style by style, except for maybe the checkered sweater, Freddy Cougar. And there we have the beginning of his film career. Right. Not to mention, you know, we're talking about the powers of, of first um, point of spell. And I almost was going to say the seance again, right? Like a super seance. Mm-hmm. Johnny, you could say, has two first films, right? A Nightmare on Elm Street was the first one that was released. And you could say his relationship with one Tim Burton, you know, there's, there's a first film made there too. And of course, that film is Edward Scissorhands. Of course. So we're going to call that the end of Depth Step. Right there is the end of the music. And we will accept as many awards come our way for this, for this uh, investigation, investigation series. 
this is like our 60 minutes. This is like, you know, Geraldo Rivera writing, you know, stuff in the sand. Uh, it's heartbreaking news that the world will get angry at. But the truth is the truth. And facts are facts. And we will lay them down like a railroad track. And it will go all the way to where we think it's going, to the White House. And that's where we're going next, actually. So, choo-choo, choo-choo, what is that sound? That's the sound of the underground, reverse underground railroad. You Take hear that? it back. So, this is where we're going a little political, guys. But we're going to start off in a movie. We're going to start off in a movie to kind of keep you, your listeners, um, your attention, because we know how politics can kind of get a little boring. But that's not what this, this uh, uh, show is. It's not boring politics. This is real truth. And we're not going to spin anything, okay? We have fixed all of our chairs so that they are non-spinnable. And hopefully you've done the same for you. So let's start with the movie Anger Management. Um, this is a movie about anger and how to fall in love and not, you know, have the anger that you have spill into your relationship. And it's actually a beautiful movie with Jack Nicholson, um, the first, you know, I'd say maybe the second Joker, and with Adam Sandler. So Adam Sandler has uh, multiple movies. Uh, we've talked about Adam before, The Sandman. And what's interesting, The Sandman is another word for sleep. You know, mm. the, so another kind of weird callback to the Johnny Depp thing. But this movie is only significant for one reason. And I wanted to point this out. So I guess first, let's, let's show you guys the clip. And you will hear a voice say, say a line. And I want you to just kind of soak it in. And then I'll explain the significance afterwards. So here is the clip from Anger Management. You can do it, David! Give her a five-second friendship! Okay. So if you guys don't know who that voice was, this is a podcast. So if you're not listening to the news and all that stuff, that voice might be a little unfamiliar. That was the voice of Rudy Giuliani former mayor of New York City, now the personal lawyer to President Haley Baldwin, a.k.a. Donald Trump. So that is Rudy Giuliani doing um, a line. And let's break down what he said. He said, you can do it, David. Uh, give her a five-second Frencher. But that's not the, that's not, uh, just focus on the first line. You can do it. Okay. Now we're going to get to another movie clip. This is a, a long montage of movie clips from multiple movies of the same line. And these are all in association with Adam Sandler. And I want you to count how many times you see Rudy Giuliani doing this line in this clip. Okay? So here is the next clip. You can do it! You can do it! You can do it! Oh, yes, 
we can. And yes, we Okay. Wow. So I counted zero times. That's funny because I counted every time. What? It's well I saw no difference. To me, it seemed like that was a Rob Schneider. In in, in those in those previous movies, it looked like a Rob Schneider was doing the you can do it line. Oh and no, then, he was, yeah. And then we have what they said was Rudy Giuliani. Or was Rudy Giuliani? I mean, it's credited. You, you can go into the movie and see the credits say Rudy Giuliani as himself. So you're saying you, you, you didn't see any difference. Interesting. I mean, who, who is Rudy Giuliani? I, I don't know. And that's where the politics and the film start to kind of bleed into each other. Especially when you're credited as, when it just says himself. Well, what does that mean, you know? Like, who himself, you know, it, whoever embodies Rudy Giuliani, like... Exactly. It's, it's strangely vague. And we're not the one putting politics in this. The, the, you know, Adam Sandler was the one who put, quote-unquote, Rudy Giuliani in this film. And... You know, like, again, like, we're... This is... The more that you try to resist things, the more that they're going to come at you. And that's got, not going to make them go away. So if you think politics are boring and you can run away from them, well, guess what? They're going to be coming at you. Exactly. So this is exactly what we're talking about. When you ignore something and you think it's going to go away and it just doesn't. Now, this is obviously Rob Schneider in, in, in these lines. That's his line. You can do it is as much of a, you know, like a catchphrase as anything. You know, to infinity and beyond is Buzz Lightyear. You can do it is Rob Schneider. Now, here's what I think. When you have somebody who has played a role for so long, I think they, there's a little fatigue, right? And we have evidence of this just by looking at the Baldwin family and how they've had to pass the baton of being Donald Trump from brother to brother to brother to niece, right? It's all because you can only be in the spotlight, the limelight, for so long until it burns you, right? Those are some hot lamps that they use in the spotlight. Rudy Giuliani right now is in the most spotlight that he's been in his entire career. And this is a guy that was, you know, the mayor of New York City during 9-11. So... He is no, you know, um, stranger to having a national role. And yet he is in every single news, newscast. He's being talked about more than Cher in the 1970s, right? That's huge for him. But here's my kind of uh, investigation where it led me. Well, okay, so like Rob said, Rob Schneider has said this line in every movie and he might have taken, and when I say might have, this is a very light might. This is a, a very heavy, he did assume the role of Rudy Giuliani. So he has been Rudy Giuliani for, I don't, I honestly cannot tell you how long. Right. I mean, he's one of the most well-known, most prolific character actors in American cinema. He's played animals. He's played hot chicks. 
He's played mm-hmm. gigolos. So there's nothing that I think that Rob Schneider can and cannot do. And the fact that he works so closely with this Donald Trump character only kind of solidifies in my mind that this is all a sham, right? All these people are not who they say they are. And it's all kind of like this big show that they're putting on for us. You know, it's a television show, folks. Like, where do you see these people the most? Have you ever seen mm. Rudy Giuliani on, on, on the street? I haven't. Wow. Wow. Heavy question coming from Rob. Absolutely not. I have never seen – I've been to so many Starbucks in the L.A. County area, possibly even Orange County, and I haven't seen him once in any of those Starbucks. I've been in traffic. Uh, you know, there's planes that fly pretty close, and you can see people from the windows. I've never seen him flying above me. I've never seen him in a, in a truck next to me, no 18-wheelers. So where is Giuliani? And you're right. He's only on television where they can only get him at certain angles. And, you know, you see all these videos of him with his face kind of sagging and falling apart. Like I said, those lamps are hot. So we have this story of self-sabotage in Rudy Giuliani. And people are wondering why, right? Why is he doing this? Why is he so – why is he kind of giving away so much of his hand? And the answer, I think, is a lot more complicated than people are willing to admit, that it is actually Rob Schneider getting tired of the role that Adam Sandler gave him, right? He's typecast, and he's been playing this character of Rudy Giuliani on the behest of the Sandman, and I think he's frankly sick of it. And now he has to work with a new president, with a new Haley Baldwin, She's a new actress. She was a model before this, so she doesn't have the experience of a, a Baldwin yet. So I think he's frustrated, and it's showing in his performance. He's slipping up. He's forgetting some of his lines. He's giving away some future plot devices. And so we can all – and I don't want to say we can blame Rob Schneider. I'd, I'd rather say we can blame Adam Sandler. I mean, he's basically running the whole covert underground. He's basically the conductor of the Underground Railroad at this point, right? I, you know, it's crazy that it's taken us it, three years to, to, to really name the conductor, but I think you're absolutely right. The Sandman, Adam Sandler, is driving this train straight to the White House. Exactly. And this is, like we said, everything is connected. You know, even the depth step that we're talking about, Freddy Krueger, even though that is a documentary, it's not just a documentary. It can be used as like an allegory, right? The Sandman is going to come and put us all asleep, put Mm -hmm. us on the train going backwards. It's going to kill us all. I mean, that's a nursery rhyme that has been forgotten to time, and yet it's being recreated in reality by Adam Sandler. And this is all connected, just like you said. And we even have like uh, the Rudy Giuliani thing, the 9-11 experience that we all went through. People say that is when reality split, right? That is the, the true moment when the ghost to human ratio toppled over, right? And ghosts became the dominant species. And so this is another thing that is political and rob um tuned me onto this this is something that you caught 
where a woman goes on television and gives away what she believes, you know, her, her president. She tells, she tells us her president's name. And it is not Haley Baldwin. Like, in our reality, it's somebody else. Yeah, and it's not even Donald Trump. And you will hear the tape as well. And, you know, I just have to say big shout-outs to the street team for getting that information to me today. Uh, you know, this is the power of the street team. Uh, we are breaking news to you uh, live and the importance of listening to this because we are picking up the threads. It is Halloween, folks. Obviously, this is charged, and this is the stuff you have to be paying attention to. So listen up and get ready to be amazed. All right, here we go. Play it. Better stand up and stand hard because this isn't about just Donald Bush, Donald, our president. I like our president. And I think when we let the power go straight to the Democrats, we're going to be sorry. Thank you. That's Debbie in uh, Tucson. We are in the first. So you heard with her very lips, her very voice said it. She gave it away. Donald Bush. Who in the world is Donald Bush? Because it's not Haley Baldwin. Haley Baldwin is playing Donald Trump. So, so who is Donald Bush, Rob? You know, the craziest thing that we have to ask ourselves when, about Donald Bush is not who he is, but who he was. Because Donald M. Bush, after 87 years of an amazing life journey, passed away October 12th, 2017. What? He's a ghost? He's a ghost. So, okay. So, the world split. The universe itself cracked. And we were given a reality, or we fell into this reality, where we have Donald Trump as our president. Now, what Rob is saying, the street team has found that there is a faction, there is a population of people that live in the other reality, where, in fact... This man has not died, and he is the president, and his name is Donald Bush. So we looked into our realities, Donald Bush, and let's, I mean, let's be very clear. He would make a better president than Haley Baldwin, than Donald Trump. Donald Bush, in our reality, was an American hero. And his, his record in Korea, his record um, you know, in the service of his country says it all. But I don't think we're given the whole story in, in, in the obituary that we found. We have him working as a code breaker in his, in his later years, crossword puzzler. What is he doing all of this code breaking for? What did and he know? What was he getting on to? As an 87-year-old man, he was doing Sudokus, he was doing crosswords, but who was providing him these crosswords? Who was providing him these Sudokus, these puzzles? It could be a government program from his, from his old days of being in the military. So all we have is this obituary to go off of, and sadly, he has passed. We may be able to do a super seance someday and call him, and that could be something we could do. But for now, we're left with the question, 
and with kind of a longing question, what could have been if if Donald Bush would have been president of these United States instead of the United States of America, wherever that woman Debbie was from? So this is a kind of a weird uh, hope that I, I hope that someday this show, this podcast is able to figure out a way to branch these two universes back together. And that's going to be the ultimate goal. And we might get that, you know, season six. I'm not sure, you know, um, maybe season nine, uh, how long it's going to take, but it could happen. And if you're listening to us out there in the alternative universe, you know, I don't know what uh, podcast stations you subscribe to, but we are on most. So it's a likelihood that you're listening to us as well. Um, thank you for sticking with us and you know, reaching out and making those connections. We have our satellites out uh, and we know that it's only a matter of time. It's, you know, it's not if, but when at this point. Exactly. So that's going to be a major focus of this year is we now have proof that there is two split splinter universes and we are, you know, we are actually going out to two different audiences. So we're going to have to kind of, you know, and I want to thank, all the people in the other universe that are listening, we're gonna have to kind of give you guys um, a, a special name, and you know, apologize for the you know the past when we've said certain people and you've looked looked into them, and you know, it turns out they're dead or they're not you know who we say they are. You know, a lot of that has to do with just the fact that you're living in a universe where just the people that we're talking about either don't exist or exist in different ways. So if you ever find inconsistencies that we said. It's, you're probably from a different universe, and you just you know are listening to us from that other side. So that it, it makes all the more sense that you listen to us and you kind of just take the information that we're giving you and take all of that and just strip the names off and, and put it to your leaders. Because the people in charge, they follow the same ways that people on our side do. So I'm glad that you're with us. I'm glad that we can be here experiencing the universe as a whole together, even though we're split from each other. Um, it's kind of unifying, even though it's a little isolating. So I want to thank the scene for showing us that. And thank you, Rob, for bringing that to our attention. Of course. I mean, this is the kind of hard-hitting reporting that we all need right now, especially in these times where, you know, we, as we've been saying before, this is the pinnacle. We've been talking about this for a while, about this intense spiritual energy. Uh, and here we are. Uh, and thank you for being with us at this time. We know it could be stressful having to deal with all this energy at the same time. You can hear, you may hear my cat in the background freaking out because there are so many spirits just with us now as we are speaking with each other. Uh, know that they're, they're with you right now. Uh, but also know that you're in, always in a safe place with us. So, you know, it's good to sit down and meditate with these ghosts. Maybe you're in a movie theater right now and you are feeling the spirits and you've decided to listen to us during the, during the movie. Um, we always recommend that as well. Mm -hmm. If you're always feeling scared of theater, just turn us on, you know, tune in, be in the scene, be able to be with the ghosts, but also feel protected, have your space from them. Um, and yeah, if you see the one in the theater, make sure to yell out ghost, you know, uh, especially the bad ones. If you call attention to them, uh, a lot of times they will then disappear, right? If you put a voice to it, 
that's what they really hate the most mm -hmm. is being called out. Classic uh, Rumpel Stillskin. Mm -hmm. And yeah, exactly. You want to make sure that the awareness is out there. So tell anybody that you can, that you see ghosts, that you have heard ghosts, really make it known. Because I think the problem with people is that, you know, they only like to tell you the real truth when they feel like you've shared some real truth with them, right? So once you start your ghost conversation and you come at it from a personal point of view, and, and here's where I want to give, I want to give you guys this gift. You can use any of our stories as your own story. Okay. So when it happened to me, we are in the scene. That means it happened to you too. Okay. Anything that happens to, to Rob and I happens to you. So if, if a ghost comes in and, and, you know, accosts me, it's also costing you. And you can say you had that experience too. So you've been in the ghost dimension with Rob. He, he, you were there. You heard him from the other side. That means that you were there with him. And so you could say you've been to other dimensions. You've been to hell and back with us. If you listen from episode one, you have. And so, you know, here's to kind of continuing our journey together and telling more people about our journey because the more people are in the scene, the more information we gather and the more universes we could find and the more truth we can uncover. So guys, stay in the scene. Keep your eyes on the screen. That was a very beautiful sentiment, Gio. I think it really speaks to our collective experience and the power that we have as a collective. Um, and so much, we have so much to teach each other uh, that it is a lifelong journey and one that I feel very privileged to be on with all of you. Mm -hmm. And um, happy Halloween, everybody. Stay safe tonight. Like we said, the ghosts are out. This is the spookiest month, and we have the second spookiest month coming up in December. So the roller coaster is not over. We're we're coming, you know, to to some some peaks and some some valleys. So be safe, um, take care, and keep your ears and eyes open to all of the wonderful things in the world and all the ghosts that you can you can find out there, and bring them back to us. And we will see you guys next week. Take care. Stay extreme. We love you.